Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Today's episode is all about integration. Thomas and his girlfriend have been living in the pink international bubble, but now they are wondering if they should try to integrate into the country where they live in, or maybe it's a better idea to spend some time getting to know the cultures and the language of their countries. Well, we have prepared five options for them. If you want to hear them, stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna. And we are back on Tuesday with another challenge of the week. And this week's challenge is about integration. Yeah, but what kind of integration? Integration to the country. <laughs> what country? <laughs> no, it's, it's about integration. Actually, it's quite interesting because it's both about integration in a country where you live in and you don't come from. But it's also a little bit about integration with the culture and the language of your partner. Yeah, that's true. Because tonight we are discussing a case of, um, of a couple that is an international couple, meaning they come from two different countries and they live in a third country and they are wondering if they should integrate into that country while thinking that maybe they will stay here some years more. So uh, I think this is a challenge that uh, is close to our hearts, Marta. Yeah, we definitely have experience uh, with that. We live in a third country and we have both had uh, kids uh, with uh, partners who don't come neither from our country nor from the country where we live in. But the kids come from those partners, just to make it clear, you know. It's like this, at least we know this. Yes. And we also have a lot of friends that are international friends from different countries who are living in Denmark where we live. So they also cope with the challenge of integration. So I guess we have quite some experience. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to integration, it can be, you know, a full integration where you go for it 100%. And it can be no integration where you completely leave that pink international bubble like it's uh, called uh, in our challenge today. And then you have the 50 shades of gray or pink. Of pink. How far you want to go with that integration. Exactly. But okay, let's listen to the challenge first and I will read it now. It is a little bit long, so bear with me. But if you are a visitor on our website, this was an active challenge number 11. So here it goes. Thomas writes, me and my girlfriend are together for four years now. We met in a neutral country as we are both studying here as international students. After getting our diplomas, we both found jobs here and decided to stay. Everything is okay so far. We are having a good life and we are happy with our lives, but lately we started to think about our future. We have realized that due to a couple of important factors like good jobs, good social conditions, convenience, we will most probably stay here for a couple of more years. We also consider to have our first child here as the country we live in provides really good conditions for working parents. So what's the problem? We are not really integrated. 
After all these years, we still live in a pink international bubble. Our friends are all foreigners. We don't speak the language, which is quite difficult to learn. But if there is a will, there is a way, of course. We are not interested in the social life, politics or cultural affairs. It worked well so far, but now when we think about staying here longer and starting a family, we are not sure if we can maintain the status quo and live the international life. We started considering to integrate better, but we don't even know where to start. The country's culture is rather close and natives stick together. They are quite, quite relaxed though. We asked for advice from the natives and all of them jokingly answered, you should find yourself a partner from here. That's the best way to integrate. Well, that is obviously not an option. So, is it worth integrating at all? Perhaps better invest time in learning each other language and culture instead? You both live in a foreign country. Do you have any tips, options on what to do? Marta, do we have any options? We definitely do have options. So the way we approached the topic this time was to split the options in a way that three of them are the options for a decision of going for integration and the two other options are where you actually decide not to integrate. So basically, we would like to scratch a little bit the surface of your challenge and we would like to make sure that you think about what it is that you really want. Exactly, because it was interesting when I was reading it even now that you are not even sure if you are supposed to integrate or not. So we can see that you are, it's not a challenge when you are writing to us, I want to integrate, please tell me how. It's more like I'm thinking about integrating, but I'm not sure if it's a good idea or not. So definitely it's a good idea to integrate if your plan is to stay. But if you don't know yet if you're going to stay or you actually discover you are not going to stay, then maybe it's not necessarily something that you should do. So we would like you to start with spending some time with yourself, like always, and trying to ask yourself a mother of all questions. The mother of all questions. Do I really want to stay living in that country? We can see that there are strong pros. They are very much on the practical part of staying in a country. But living somewhere, it would be cool if it's like, you know, I love the place. Yeah, I miss the love part. Like, I really love this place. I really want to be here because, you know, I think that if you are in a country when you really feel like, okay, this is where I really want to live, you naturally start to integrate because you are curious about the country. You want to learn the language. You want to know the culture. You just want to be a part of it. And here you are right, Marta. I don't see it. Maybe it's over interpretation, but it's more like practical things, good jobs, convenient uh, conditions, good social conditions. So it looks like it's that kind of a marriage made out of a reason. Is it even a phrase? We can Google that. Uh, how uh, is that said in uh, English? Because uh, that's something we say in Polish. Exactly. We say it exactly like this. Google time.
you know when you get married with someone because of uh, you know you have a very very good reasons and it's a good choice but uh, that the, maybe the love part or the passion part is missing so when you are thinking about having a kid going after a country because it has good conditions it's safe and so on it's not like it's a bad idea Mm -mm, not at all it's just that we want you to make sure that this is something that you really want and that you really choose for good reasons that resonate with you and not because you read about it and someone told you you know you should live here because it's a good place for parents and so on you should be the one who really feels it, that it resonates with you. So that's why we ask you to answer that question for yourself and then to answer that question together with your girlfriend. Yeah, so we have five options for you. Option number one is get familiar with the language and the culture. Option number two is find out what locals do and join them. Option number three is integrate through the kit. Option number four is basically stay in the comfy pink international bubble. And option number five is consider moving to another country. So we have those five options for you. And now, of course, there will be the discussion time where we will dig in deeper into what do we actually mean with each of the options. So get familiar with the language and the culture yeah and i have to say that it looks like you can easily survive in the country where you are living right now without the language because you mentioned that you finished university here and you mentioned that you are both having good jobs yet you mentioned you don't speak the language so i assume that you are most probably using english that would be my assumption or depending where you are, Spanish maybe, but uh, it looks like you can easily survive in the country without the language, but it doesn't really help you with the integration. No, and actually learning a language those days, it's really easy. You have so many ways to learn the language. You can sign up for a course, a Skype class, you can download audiobooks, podcasts, videos, you can find a mentor. You know, there are so many ways. There is even this, which I consider a really cool option that I've heard about recently from several different friends from several different countries. It's a language exchange where you find a person that would like to learn your language and you learn the language of that person from her or him and you exchange in this way. So that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So if it is so easy, why haven't you done it so far? That's, of course, a question, especially that you yourself mention if there is will, there is a way. So we uh, assume there was no will. And uh, if I might say uh, something here, which is a little bit maybe embarrassing, I also don't really speak the language of the country I am living in, which is Denmark. 
um, because uh, and that's why I can relate to what you are saying in a way that I have finished my studies here I'm working here in a company and I use English all the time so I don't really even have a motivation to learn this language because I don't need it it's not like a you know knife on my throat I have to like learn it otherwise I will not survive and why I haven't learned the language is because yeah, I found it difficult. It's not a language that uh, I can practice because I don't have any friends um, that are uh, native uh, inhabitants of uh, of Denmark. And uh, yeah, it's I just don't have time, I guess. It's an excuse, I know, but uh, I made a rather conscious decision that I am parking the language thing for the time. No, but I think for you it was a pretty obvious decision that you are staying in the pink international bubble. Oh, that's that's correct. Because you have selected an international school for your child. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's pretty easy not to have to learn the language. Correct. If you have selected a public Danish school, it would not be so easy uh, to just stay with uh, this. So the way I see it is that you took a conscious decision to continue in that pink international bubble and not integrate. Yeah, I like my bubble. That's true. Yeah, and it's perfectly fine if that's the decision you take, if it doesn't resonate with you, mm -hmm. uh, the language and so on, then it's great. But another reason could be procrastination. That's also correct, yeah. So if that's the reason you could look at a previous week's challenge about procrastination, it could be that you have been simply putting away the time to start learning the language and now you can find some cool tips and tricks on how to start doing it. Yeah, Marta, but you actually have learned the language. You know Danish, you yes. speak Danish. And uh, tell me, how did you do it? I have signed up for a course. Mm -hmm. and uh, that didn't really work out that well because Danish language is one of those that is very difficult and you, if you pronounce something slightly different people won't understand you and everyone speaks English so signing up for a course even though I of course finished it with great results did not do any trick for me the way to get to actually use and speak the language was through the kit so that's how I managed to get the language into a practice because I also use English at work. I have a husband who doesn't speak Danish and I don't, I'm not integrated through family or close friends. Uh, my integration started with the kids. So that was my, uh, if we look into 50 shades of pink, I'm probably somewhere like, you know, a level 25, <laughs> where I am neither completely in an international bubble, nor am I completely integrated. So that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to take their own path and their own decision and how much do they really want to integrate into a country. Yeah, but I think that uh, in this option, uh, number one, we are definitely, what we are definitely trying to tell you, regardless of your uh, feelings towards the language or time or procrastination, learning the language is probably one of the best, if not the best way to integrate. So if you would really consider integrating into the country, you would have to really learn the language. That's definitely absolutely necessary even if everyone speaks English around you're not going to integrate to a country 
if you are not speaking the language of the country it's because about all the cultural aspect of it all the jokes uh yeah all these undertones in 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 a way you 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 speak basically the thing is that you cannot disintegrate language and the culture yeah they true. are closely linked together so if you truly want to understand the culture, the society, you need the language mm-hmm. and you need it on a pretty good level. Yeah, actually there is this theory that says that you know how the nations were created and how the countries were created? They were basically created based on the language they were speaking. That was the first factor that was getting the nations together because without the language you cannot communicate. So yeah. If you are still not 100% sure that you want to stay here for good, but you believe that probably at least five years you want to be here, learning the language is still a good idea. Why? Because learning a language is always a good idea. It's the best exercise for your brain. So even if you are not 100% convinced if you are going to stay here for good, there are so many benefits of learning a foreign language which we have, of course, incorporated here, uh, a really cool article about the benefits of learning a foreign language. But if you want to start that language and cultural integration, there are endless possibilities. Reading books, watching movies, visiting museums, just traveling the country, you know, from one little town to another little town, there are endless possibilities and you can start today. That's correct. But let's move to option number two. Find out what locals do and join them. Oh yeah, the local activities. I think every single country has some kind of a special way of spending free time. Uh, Marta, what is a special way of spending free time in Poland? That's a very good question. Because... I don't know. <laughs> no, it's specifically why we came up with this option is because you have mentioned that you are, you know, so much into your pink international bubble. You don't have any local friends. Uh-huh. So we came up with that option as a way to get to know people from that country. And if we talk about Poland, you should go to a, I don't know, a pub or something, you know, get a drink and you get a friend for life. Yeah, that that actually you can even uh, get a friend for life while buying something in a local uh, store. They just have to sell beer there, buy some beers, sit on a bench in front of the local store and I can bet in three hours you will have friends for life. That's correct. So it's not basically about a specific activity in Poland. It's somehow related to hitting it off with someone. So you can basically start talking to anyone and if you have that chemistry, you're just going to become friends. Mm-hmm. But in those countries with more closed culture, and you mentioned that you also live in a country with a more closed culture that we can really relate to when living in Denmark, here it actually works if you sign up to activity clubs. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that works for your country, but here people sign up into clubs and this is the, the way they integrate with locals. So I don't know if you like uh, rowing, playing basketball. One thing here that uh, I find uh, many of uh, my friends have integrated with the locals uh, that I find uh, one that I would never choose is going to swim naked in the wintertime in the sea and then going to sauna 
and then you know jumping to the cold sea again naked is it Marta about the naked part or the cold part that you are neither <laughs> neither <laughs> I'm not uh, into that so you like uh, you like it warm and dressed yes at least in a you know a swimming suit that's my part of cultural background from Poland that is still difficult that being naked like even in mm-hmm. the swimming pool dressing room I never managed to go through that feeling comfortable with all the naked people around I'm still kind of like into my own uh, yeah I, I, I think I'm, I'm still also poly although I, I made the progress but at the beginning I was flabbergasted uh, when I saw that you know everyone is just like no clothes yeah in, in Poland that that was a cultural shock for me I have to say uh, but uh, you are so right because uh, as you know because we mentioned that so many times and you can also read about it on our website we are both living in Denmark and uh, this is true uh, in Denmark there is a lot of uh, this kind of uh, like uh, I'm not sure if they are like local associations or so- sometimes it's a, it's like a school that has some courses that you have to pay some little money for but they are gathering they are dancing they are even learning how to do the pottery or knitting or or whatever and it's really like they, they really gather in those small communities. I think the only obstacle that you might have here is that I think most of those classes or communities are actually in Danish. Yeah, that's why there was the option number one, where you first get the language, mm-hmm. at least into communicative level, and then you go for that next level of integration through I think we can call it through a hobby because if you are passionate about something you can then get to know the people who are also passionate about the same thing and establish some friendships. That was at least our idea because that's how we have noticed it works in Denmark and we have tried the Polish way. You know, going to a party, drinking, having fun with a couple of Danes, and then the next day they don't even say hi. That was my cultural shock. Yeah, that 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 was, but it was back, back, back in a day. But this is so true. It's like you can like feel like okay, I am getting Danish friends, and then next day, no, they don't even know who I am. Was I living in a different dimension? Was I that drunk? What the hell has happened? So it's really, really strange in the country that we live in but chances are that you are for example in japan and it's a completely different activity that you have to find out origami (laughs) i don't know if that's how you integrate with japanese people by making origami i think they have origami clubs what about wait ikabana is it ikabana i think it's like what is that uh, art of making flowers I don't know. It's not Ikabana? I don't Did know. I know. What about Parakiri? <coughs> that was awkward. Okay. <laughs> That's not a way to... Eat. So, the point was, no. No, regardless where you live, uh, it could be that clubs are not a thing there at all. Uh, having a drink with a local person, like in an Irish pub or a Polish pub, is not a thing. You just find out what the locals do and you see if you can join them. That's would be the second level of integration. Marta, it is Ikabana. Okay. Option number three, integrate through the kid. That's like, you know, the highest level of integration, I would say, because you need to get some language in place. You have tried to get some friends from the country where you live in and so on. It actually gets easier when you have a kid. Yeah, so we would recommend you now to uh, just 
arrange yourself a kit from somewhere. <laughs> like, borrow a kit from someone, offer a free... Oh, okay, okay, I'm joking. But if you would actually like to stay here for longer and you would like to have your first kit here, I think that when the kit will come, you will probably um, achieve the highest level of integration. If you have already prepared yourself with option one and two, so you learned a little bit of a language or even a lot of a language, you know a bit of a culture, you are kind of integrated, having a child and having a child in a Danish educational system, that is like the double blow. That now for sure it will be really, really easy. Unless you have the kid in Japanese educational system, that will probably also be easy. Uh, I'm not actually, you know, with that Japan, I don't know. Obviously, Scandinav Scandinavian countries are the ones with closed culture. But if I try to imagine another country I heard of that also has a more closed culture and where it potentially might, may be a bit more difficult to adapt, I thought of Japan. And if I am not right, I am sincerely sorry. <laughs> to, to Thomas or to Japan Japanese people? To Japanese people. And I'm sorry for Ikabana, but I think it's Ikabana, right? Basically... Option three is to integrate through the kit. Because if you decide to have your child in local institutions, you are going to have to understand how it works. And educational institutions are actually quite a big part of the culture and society as well. So the way they work and the messages that are uh, sold or brainwashed into your kid uh, <laughs> through the institutions, uh, it's a very good idea to understand it. Oh yes, that definitely, definitely, because uh, you might one day discover that your child is not who you thought it is if you don't understand what's going on in that institution he's or she is going to. Yeah, but the whole part of the society, culture, understanding the values and so on, it's a really good idea to know the language and to understand and to be actively participating in that life as by default, you haven't been uh, born here, you haven't gone through that educational system, you don't really know how it works. So that's a great opportunity to get integrated. Yes, and actually you will also be somehow forced to start to talk with other parents. And if uh, I, I would assume that if you would send your child to an institution, and I think by institution we mean from the kindergarten, from actually the kresha, from the from the moment when the child is really really little, until the end of the road road with schools, you will most probably have to talk with other parents who are natives. So this is also your way to meet the locals. Uh, because you uh, sooner or later your child will get some friends uh, in kindergarten or school uh, of the country that you are in and you will have to for instance arrange a play date yeah in general having kids uh, is a great opportunity to get new friends no matter where you live because if all your friends are, for example, still not having any kids and you want to be spending time with families who have the same uh, needs and ways of spending time, having kids is that opportunity that opens up to new friendships 
And if you open up to the local friendships, that's also another way of integrating and getting information about like good schools, uh, getting information about what does it mean when something like this happens. It's a really, really great idea to have some friends who have kids uh, who are locals. Marta, do you have any friends that you made through your kid that are locals? I have made not like friends for life and my, you know, besties uh, through the kids. But yes, I do. I have met some people through kids uh, in Denmark. That was very helpful for me on that process of integration up to my level 25 uh, on the pinky, you know, scale. Pink shades of gray. No. (laughs) Okay. 50 shades of pink. Yeah. But I do have some Danish friends uh, and I really think that having local friends is a great idea and a great way to integrate into Denmark. But I think that's it for option number three and let's move on to option four. I just wondered if it's the same in Japan. Now I will be thinking about Japan all the time. I have some friends that uh, deal with uh, integration with uh, Japan uh, so I can ask them and I can tell you. Okay, super. And please ask them about Ikabana. Okay, no problem. So, option four. Stay in the comfy pink international bubble. And this option is used by many people that are called most likely expats. These are those people that come to a country for a limited number of years. They know they are not going to stay here for good and they just want to have a nice time, good way of living for several years and then they will either come back to their country or they will move to another foreign country. And there are definitely good opportunities for being such a family and we believe there are those opportunities in your country because you have survived four years without speaking the local language. (laughs) Yeah. So we assume you have some pretty good options for expat families there as well. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's like it's pretty simple. If you're staying in a country has an expiration date, then uh, it's uh, I think it's really not necessary to integrate. I think it's cool to learn the culture a little bit, to have uh, some understanding of it, to have nice memories afterwards. But integration is not necessary. It, it actually might be even harder for you to leave the country if you will really like integrate into the into the culture and you will make some really friends for life. So I think all depends on your expiration date. I think this is the place where you should ask yourself that question. You know, how likely are you to stay here for good? And based on the answer, you just select the option where you don't really integrate. You stay in that pink bubble. You sign up your kid to an international school. You uh, stay with your international friends. And I think it's just worth mentioning that there are also some cons. Uh, for using that um, option and one of them is logistics. I find that uh, my friends who have selected international uh, school option, they have much more logistics around it. They have to drive their kids around for play dates and birthday parties and so on because kids from international schools are located everywhere around the city my kid just takes his bike goes to school comes back by himself goes to visit his friends by bike they come to visit us there is a super easy logistic (laughs) around it 
And it depends in what country and in what city you live in. If you live in a big city, like a really big city, I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Hamburg or Barcelona, uh, you might have, I don't know, three or four international schools in a, in a huge, huge city. And then uh, getting your kid there might take you maybe uh, one or one hour and a half one way. That's not really, uh, uh, not really uh, logistically efficient. No, in general, of course, if I live in a small city, uh, which is the second biggest city in Denmark, <laughs> and still getting to the international school was way uh, too long uh, for us to be able to even manage it. Uh, so you actually considered that? We considered that for sure. Uh, that was a strong option for us. But when I looked at all the logistics and I would have to take more than two hours of my everyday life to drive the kid back and forth and add any kind of birthdays, any kind of play dates to it, uh, that was not a good idea for our family but there are people for whom it is a good idea and who are very happy with this kind of option so it was just to mention usually international kids don't live in a cluster around a public school like people do like locals do around a local school yeah and i completely agree because on the other hand i have a daughter who is attending international school and uh, I've made that decision back in a day with my then husband. And one of the main reasons was we uh, were never considering staying in Denmark for a longer period of time. We always had this idea that we will leave from here uh, sooner or later. And uh, we wanted our child to be flexible enough to step into any other school wherever we will move just it's an inter because international schools they usually have they follow i think there are two or three uh, main uh, programs or curriculums that they follow and then it is relatively easy to move your child from international school in denmark to international school in paris let's say if they follow this, this the same program so that was our main reasons for a reason for choosing that school plus both of us we didn't spoke the language and we thought that it would be easier for us to uh, help our daughter with a school because if I would have to uh, explain I don't know mathematics in Danish I think I would kill myself because not only I am not speaking Danish I'm also not good with mathematics but you know what I mean for us it was a, a little bit of a different choice at that uh, at that time and uh, I actually appreciate that choice because I still have a feeling you know I could be flexible if I would like to move from here so you as you can see there are pros and cons of of, uh, of the international bubble but the choice of the school for the child in this case was really that defining moment that showed me okay you really not having much chances to integrate now because all the parents that I meet are parents from the international bubble and all the kids that my daughter hangs out with are not Danish so this was actually like that that last straw on not to integrate of course I always see opportunities no matter yeah. what kind of decision you have taken in the future you can still change your decision and go for it it's never too late so <laughs> because you're always very mentally resourceful <laughs> amen fist bump
No, I just thought, but maybe if you meet a Danish partner, for example, then ah, you yeah. can... <laughs> yeah, that, but... that, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, actually, this is something that uh, Thomas have mentioned in the uh, challenge description. I remember many times when people were pointing out that I don't speak the language. You should get yourself a Danish boyfriend or a Danish husband, and then you will learn because you will be like forced to, to, to speak the language a little bit. And this is true. Many times people integrate the best uh, through the through the partners. I agree. For sure. However, what we wanted to say, there is no right or wrong decision. Whether you go for a local school or for the international school, none of them is the right or wrong decision per se. You have to select the best option for you. Because regardless of you're going to use a, a Danish school or international school, if you decide to stay after all or if you decide to leave after all, you're going to be fine either way. Yeah, and your kid is going to be fine either way. I have seen all the possible options. Also including switching from Danish school to international school, from international school to Danish school. It's just about finding the best possible option for you. So now it's the time to move to option number five, which was... Marta, it's Ikebana. It's not Ikebana. Which was... Consider moving to another country. So, why do we even have that option? It is because after four years, you still haven't learned the local language. You are not even interested in social affairs and culture and so on. And you are even straightforward asking the question if it wouldn't be a better way to spend your time to learn the language and the country of your partner. So, definitely there is a lot to consider. So, do you want to stay here? Do you think you will be happy living here or not? This is where you have answered the question is more likely not. Yeah, that, that, that's actually uh, coming back to the idea, the, 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 the thoughtful or the calculated marriage thing. So, uh, it looks like you see the benefits of staying here, but from we can read, you don't feel fully feel like staying here and um, from my experience I can say actually I'm, I'm really appreciative of the country that I'm living in right now. I really appreciate Danish uh, system and the fact that uh, a working single mother uh, can uh, raise her daughter in a like uh, it, it really is not so difficult to do it. Um, and the country is uh, having its charm and I like that it's not crowded and everything is very well organized and so on, so on, so on. So I see a lot of benefits and I, I really uh, like to be here, but I don't feel that this is the country I would like to stay forever and, uh, I don't know, uh, grow old in. Basically, this is something that you, of course, have to answer for yourself and your girlfriend. And the best way of doing that would be to select several options that you have re regarding countries. So you have the place where you are currently living, you have your country, you have her country, and you have potentially any other country. 
you can write down what are all the pros and cons of living in each of those countries. You would need to do a little bit of investigation about the educational system, about the healthcare system, about security, also about opportunities for uh, international people. It could be that in your country or in her country, opportunities for international couples are very small and you would actually be forced to learn the local language else you wouldn't have any life whatsoever. So you have to select those most important factors for you, find out how they would work in each of the countries that you are considering and then you can rate them which are the ones that are the most important for you and then your partner selects the ones that are the most important for her and you have a cheat sheet, you know, on all the facts that you have. And then I would say it's always a good idea to reach for those feelings part. So you imagine yourself and your kid in any of these countries, speaking any of the language of the countries and maybe some other little kids, you know, around that uh, they have to come and you have to communicate with them in that language of the country where you live in. How do you feel about it? Because if everything inside of you screams, no, no, then <laughs> you know, you have some guidance here. Okay, I, I just got slightly like terrified, Marta, but that's a very good example, you know, it's like... <clears throat> Where did that come from? So basically the thing is that if everything inside of you screams no, it's a very good guidance from your inner voice that you should take under consideration when taking that decision. So regardless of what you choose, we are still saying that learning the language and the culture of your uh, partner is always a good idea. Definitely, definitely. Especially if you are uh, planning to have children together, um, it would come really handy to also want, because, you know, one thing it's your partner's personality, but the other thing is the cultural background and the country that she is coming from. So you might be surprised to um, see some uh, interesting uh, things around raising children that are suddenly popping out that you never have imagined. Um, so I think that it's good to also learn the culture of, of your partner's country because then maybe you will understand why they are so against, I don't know, breastfeeding and they are only giving children bottle. I actually lately talked with, uh, with one of my friends and she had a child with uh, her boyfriend that is from another country and they moved there uh, when she gave a birth to the child and she was so surprised by so many things regarding raising a child that were in that country that she never imagined because most probably she didn't really spend time on learning the culture in the first place. So she went through a huge cultural shock. So I think it's always a good idea and it's always a good idea to understand what your partner is more or less saying to the child once the child is there, of course. Definitely. So the options that we have prepared for you were get familiar with the language and the culture. Option two, find out what locals do and join them. Option three, integrate through the kit. Option four, stay in the comfy pink international bubble. And option five, consider moving to another country. We think we should, you should take under consideration both the facts and the feelings. 
like always, because it's only the balance between the two that can get you to the right decision for you. Yeah, I just thought about three things and I hope I will not forget them. So I was thinking that uh, maybe uh, at the time being you will actually decide with your girlfriend that you would like to try to integrate and you will start to follow option uh, one and two because obviously you don't have a child and we really don't recommend just to take some child and try to integrate through that child. So uh, maybe you will start to uh, learn the language, the culture and join the local activities and you will discover this is not for you. So actually sometimes maybe following those options would only show you that integration is actually not for me. And that's okay. Then you can actually skip to the to the other options. So I think that you can start with it even if you are not sure because then you can figure out if you want to stay here or not. Uh, the second thing I wanted to say is that actually we had a... Was it Marta's second podcast about the long-distance relationship where we were talking really, really in uh, in huge length about choosing the third country? That would be something for option five. You can also listen to that podcast because we gave a lot of uh, good tips there. And the third thing I forgot, of course, like always. Yeah, so you should always just start, you have two things, then uh, you know, even though you have three, start with you have two things, then you hit it right. Yeah. So we definitely hope that you are going to uh, approach the process with an open heart and open mind, because even if you go for a certain option and you change your mind later, it's not a wasted time. You have learned something new, either about the country where you live in or about yourself and your relationship. So just take it as an opportunity to learn and grow and everything is going to be just fine. Yeah, definitely. And I would also like to say that I would like to apologize to all the Japanese people if I offended them with Ikabana slash Ikebana. Now I'm sure it's Ikebana. Uh, I I think it's a wonderful art of arranging flowers. And uh, I hope that if there is any Japanese listeners uh, here, they will forgive me that I didn't know how to pronounce it properly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much and good luck, Thomas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast, where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www dot y-o-u-v-e-g-o-t five as a number options.com and remember that our next podcast will be available for you on tuesday in next week's episode we will discuss the case of robert and that's quite unique one robert has an ex-girlfriend with whom he has a child and now his ex-girlfriend is asking him to become a father again Do you think it's a good idea to have another child with your ex when you are not together anymore? Find out in our next episode on Tuesday. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!